Hello, my name is Katherine Moore, social worker, mom, coffee lover, and founder of Social Workers Rise, where we inspire social workers to connect, expand their knowledge, and change more lives than they ever thought possible. I'm so excited you found my podcast. We will talk everything social work on every level from micro to macro. We will hear the stories of social workers who are doing big things, learn new skills, and most importantly, give you actionable steps to make a difference today. Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. So I am here with Miss Jacqueline. Is it Rudy or Ruddy? It's Ruddy like Ruddy. Who's your buddy? It's Jackie Ruddy. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so thank you so much for sitting down and talking with me. I let's see. Well, our backstory is we're coworkers. Yes. Right now, newly coworkers. Cause I just started here. Um, I'm kind of wondering. You have a really unique story. So I'm wondering kind of maybe how did you get into social work and what do you do now like on the side? Well, I got into social work just by chance. I knew from an early age I wanted to be a a therapist. I wanted to help people. That was my calling. I was 15. I knew it was what I was supposed to do. But like for a lot of us, life had some twists and turns and some major challenges and I was told that I wasn't smart enough to be a therapist so I believe that Mm -hmm. and um, I think that's really what propels me now Um, a lot of um, self-discovery a lot of resilience a lot of overcoming challenges and finally um, at age um, 46 age 46 deciding that as a single mom of two kids um, one who is still in diapers that it was time for me to take charge of my life and um, I decided to go to college and I had to start from the ground Mm -hmm. so I started with my AA degree and was diagnosed with breast cancer a month in to my first semester stayed in school found that breast cancer was one of the best things that ever happened to me because it was the first time that I realized that I had real grit that all of the challenges early on really developed a resilience um, in me. And uh, so I then transferred for a bachelor's degree in psychology. And two days before my senior year began, I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer again. Um, I would be lying if I said it wasn't a little bit upsetting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I'd already had the experience of staying in school through cancer, through chemotherapy, through a lot of challenges, that's my favorite word, I think. Um, And I finished my bachelor's, um, and then I went on. And my path was directed partially because of the the cancer experiences that left me vulnerable and open to listening and for guidance. And also, I attracted people that really had some support and belief in me, and um, decided to pursue a master's in social work so that I could achieve my goal of becoming a therapist and also have the um, balance of being in a, um, a an environment that helps me to help people in, in many ways beyond therapy. So meeting people where they are, mm-hmm. um, sometimes in their home. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of 
where all that started. Going back though, I have my own business, it's whole self wellness and coaching, and the way that that started, it's been uh, evolving. As I was diagnosed with cancer the first time and being a single parent in school, I had a lot of nonprofit organizations support me. Some of it was financial, some of it was emotional, uh, the list goes on, but I also started finding a voice to speak to people. First it was about breast cancer, mm -hmm. taking the fear out of it. And then as that evolved, I began speaking to people. The, fo the focus was talking about trauma, starting with breast cancer, and then it became talking about resilience, and it just evolved. And um, through that, I started talking about reducing anxiety, like everything has just kind of come organically. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm now um, working with people that I'm helping with breathing techniques. I'm helping um, with, um, I'm coaching them through nutrition, mm -hmm. but not as a nutritionist. I'm not certified in that, but mindful eating. Okay. And, um, you know, so I've kind of, I'm kind of throwing a lot of different things out, mm -hmm. but that's kind of how it's all, like, everything was happening at once, and now I'm coming back, and now I'm honing it in. How can I really take all of these services and help individuals where they are mm -hmm. to, some of them are broken people wanting to be repaired, could be mental, emotional, physical, um, tra trauma. Some of them are well people, mm -hmm. so to speak, wanting to get weller, you mm -hmm. know, to continue their growth. So um, it's, it's a lot of fun, it's mm -hmm. beautiful, and I feel like I'm, I'm helping me all over again because that's my story. Yeah. So. so is it, do you specifically focus on people who have breast cancer or is it everybody? It's um, a few of my clients have breast cancer are in some stage of that, but actually, no, it's, it's become more general, um, generalized. It's mostly women um, mm -hmm. that are, are drawn to me and what I offer. I have a few men that I coach, but primarily women. Um, primarily, I would say if I were looking at a demographic, primarily women between, you know, age 35 to 55 would probably be the, the largest group. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it's it just. I have a lot of people just refer somebody to me mm -hmm. uh, because they've heard of me, they know me, or they've worked with me, or they know my story. Mm -hmm. So, which is. And you make every you make it sound so simple, mm -hmm. but I know that this, or I'm I don't know. I, I'm assuming that this has been a very long journey, and that your acceptance of this has taken a lot of work. It, it has. It has. You know, I feel like. I'm an expert in so many different areas um, because I had to learn it for myself. Um, from going to figuring out how to get an education, what that means, what you need to do. Um, and I know that sounds like I'm going away from this holistic health, but it's not. It's, that's part of what I had to figure it out. For me, not being successful was not an option. Mm -hmm. So when we were becoming homeless, when I was diagnosed with cancer, and this was not that long ago, mm -hmm. I made a decision. I would live in my car with my two sons before I would stop going to school wow. because I knew that that decision would feed the future for us. And my boys, we, we actually talked about it. It's not that we didn't have friends, mm -hmm. but when you're a family of three, you don't just stay at somebody's house, it's a bigger deal than that. 
So I talked with them and I said, do you trust me? And I remember them saying, we do, Mom. And I said, you know, we're going to eat. We're going to have everything. And it worked out that we didn't actually have to sleep in our car. Let me just say okay, that. Okay, that's good. But I, I was then and then am committed now to whatever it is that um, we're doing, it's 100%. Mm-hmm. And now what I have found because of my resilience and my determination are lots of tools, lots of resources. Mm-hmm. So I've been gathering all of these resources all of these years, whether it's an organization or a way to feel. So my, my offerings to my clients are as much sitting one-on-one breathing, for example, mm-hmm. um, as they are saying, here's an organization that has suits so you can go interview for a job. Mm-hmm. So I'm a social worker. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And that's the beauty of it. So. As you were talking about your kids and, you know, having that conversation with them, I got emotional, like, I felt, I get emotional all the time, so it's nothing new, (laughs) but um, I'm just like, gosh, because I have a daughter, I couldn't imagine, you know, being in that situation, having to have that conversation, like, the strength that you have taken to to make those hard choices. Yeah, yeah, I remember um, I had somebody say, oh my gosh, how are your sons, like, you've gone through breast cancer twice, you've had mm-hmm. all these moves, you've had the, and the, you know, the on and on and on. How are they? And I was commenting that they're really <clears throat> good young men. They're mm-hmm. smart, they're, they're um, polite, people like them, mm-hmm. um, which to me is a good testament um, to who they are. And one day I asked my, my son, who actually on Monday, he's gonna be 17, 17 on the 17th, his oh, golden. Nice. <laughs> um, in any event, I asked him, I said, honey, I said, you know, we've been through a lot. You've been through a lot. How is it that, I don't know, you don't freak out? And he said, mom, you don't freak out about these things. And so it makes it easy for me to not freak out. And that's, that's really it. I, um, I look at the situation and I'm not just responding emotionally. Oh, not to say that I'm not emotional, mm-hmm. but I step back. I practice what I preach. I breathe. I consider. I seek wise counsel. You know, mm-hmm. I've found mentors in my life. I'm a mentor. The reason I know it's important for me to mentor people is because I have mentors. So again, it's that full package. We mm-hmm. can all do anything, but if we look at any, you know, um, football player or basketball or dancer they know how to do what they do they know it really really well and yet they have coaches and mentors and they practice it daily and there a lot of them have mindfulness coaches this is you know so I would be silly to look at these professionals that if you want to count success by the dollars that they make are making millions and millions of dollars or the life satisfaction if I think, oh, but I can do it differently, I, I don't know, that, that's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. You know? So again, finding mentors, seeking wise counsel, stepping back, owning my stuff. You know, this is what I'm now saying um, is a lot of mindfulness, you know, um, non-judgment, accepting what is, as this is what it is, it's not good or bad, I get to put the value on it, is it good or bad? Mm-hmm. And um, that's really helped me to go through um, from somebody who lived in a foster home, I'm a former foster youth, Mm -hmm. that went to UCI for my bachelor's degree, USC for my master's degree, and I had no income. (laughs) So I was able to find over $235,000 in scholarships, grants, and awards, 
that also helped me to cover my rent and living expenses. I mean, it's, mm-hmm, That's you know, amazing, yeah. So I'm an expert on that too, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so. I'm sure a lot of people really benefit from your expertise yeah. in all of these different areas. Right. Um, and I can definitely see how a lot of people would, would relate to you and your story. So as far as your, you know, you, you mentoring other people, what does that look like? Like if I wanted, if I felt like you would be able to help me, mm-hmm. what, what does that process look like? Well, the first thing I'd want to do is is sit down one-on-one or, you know, video chat so that we ha- actually are seeing each other because mm-hmm. I think that's important. That tells both of us a lot about each other. Um, I want to find out what is it that you want, you know, not just the actual, like, I want to be a or I want to get a mm-hmm. um, fill-in-the-blank, but how, how does that make you feel? You know, what is the feeling you're trying to capture that goes with that? Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of, there's some, some questions um, and probing to make sure that you understand what it is you want so that I can help you. I can't, you know, so that I can give you the tools, empower you, um, support you. Um, and then I have a, a, a program that I use, you know, that I've developed. But, um, and basically it's, you know, we're, we're going to check in, we're going to meet, we're going to have specific um, tools to use. We're also going to prepare for not achieving what we, what we planned and, mm-hmm. and processing that because we don't always get what we want, but then it doesn't mean we quit, right? Mm-hmm. But it's reframing it. Um, and also a lot of what I find is, um, and myself included, until this, this last journey that I've been on, um, we say we want one thing, but what we're doing is taking us away from the goal. And so, and that's not good or bad. Again, mm-hmm. no judgment. So, but then when you have somebody on the outside identifying that, then the question is, do I really want what I think I want? So I need to change the behaviors to match that. Or do I need to change the goal because the behaviors are really what I want? Does, does that make sense? I don't know if that... Can you give an example? Um, I... I want to uh, master my finances. Okay. okay? So I mm-hmm. want to, you know, be a good steward. I want to pay off this debt, this particular credit card. Um, you know, this is something I think anybody could relate to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and yet, so, and then I sit down and I write this budget and I'm only going to spend this on this and I'm really like, and the budget works. It makes sense and it doesn't leave me, based on the paper, it doesn't leave me feeling deprived. But every Friday, I'm, I'm getting um, massages, and I'm just trying to pick something that's not mm-hmm. in the plan. Okay. Now, if massages are written in your plan, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. But if you say, I'm going to skip massages for two months, or I'm going to, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to the racetrack. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, or get my nails Right, yeah. right. So if that, but, and you know what, I'm going to use the nails in ex- as an example because that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, if I've written it in that that's part of my plan, that's part of my plan. It's one of my expenses. There's mm-hmm. no shame or it's not good or bad, right? Mm-hmm. But if I say I'm going to forego that and yet I'm weekly getting my nails done, then one of two things, change the goal so that that now is in the plan mm-hmm. and then you just adjust the budget or you ask yourself why do I continue doing that when I don't really want to and then that's what we next work on is why are we doing um what is that word it's incongruent behavior there's another word for it right Uh, 
I can't think of it. Where your your feelings don't really match up your actions. Mm-hmm. 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 So so then that's the next thing you explore. If you really really want this, and you know, and again, that's like the definition of an alcoholic is one who drinks against his will. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, there's more to it than that, but that's. I don't want to drink, I don't want to drink, but I'm drinking. I don't mm-hmm. want to get my nails done, I don't want to get my nails done, but I'm sitting in the mm-hmm. salon. So there's something else going on. It's like me and cookies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Every night, it's like I have my routine. I go home, I have this healthy dinner, I've been healthy all day, mm-hmm. but those cookies, I just mm-hmm. like, I'm addicted to it. Right, and each day you say you're not going to do <laughs> yes, that. Yes, yes. But see and what you just said, you just identified it. You mm-hmm. have a routine. Mm-hmm. First of oh, all, yeah. I would say... The cookies are there who's buying them because if you don't buy them and you can say they're for the kids I, I get that yes. I'm a mom but if you're if it, literally if it's you shopping mm-hmm. then you're in control of that so mm-hmm. don't buy them and I've had to deal with that too because I have some sugar addictions mm-hmm. that's another story but so that's the first thing the second thing is that's your routine so what can you change in the routine you go home you have dinner you get comfy you brush your teeth Mm-hmm. right after you eat because cookies yeah. after brushing your teeth aren't so fun or you put on your whitening strips yeah or you, I've been trying to drink tea okay I was just saying mm-hmm. that's exactly where I was going you get your cup of tea chai you know something that has a little zest to it rather mm-hmm. than just you know a chamomile which I love chamomile but that's you know it doesn't maybe hit that satisfaction for the sweet tooth mm-hmm. or you go for a walk first you do something healthy yeah. so then coming back to eat cookies your brain's going to go uh no so, but yeah. but that's that's how we work with it. You know, you look mm-hmm. at what's the what's behind that because there's always something behind it. And this isn't while therapy is my approach, this isn't therapy where we dig up the childhood and everything that's happened. Not to say that's not important, mm-hmm. but to change behaviors, to modify behaviors and to find satisfaction doesn't always have to go back to the beginning, the first abuse, neglect, right. trauma, what have you. Mm-hmm. You know, there are different approaches. And mm-hmm. that's, I think, therapy's great. And obviously, I believe it. That's what I set out to do in life. And I still am doing that. But there's other, there's other methods, too. Mm-hmm. I just um, posted um, on my, um, my business Facebook page today an article about how traumas um, stay inside us and affect our bodies. And I'm... I'm I'm not going to verbalize, articulate it very well because I can't remember the name of the article, Mm -hmm. but basically how we absorb trauma into our body. Mm -hmm. And that can show up later with um, obesity, diabetes, cancer, anxiety, you know, PTSD, right? So, um, and this article, some of the research is done by um, Harvard um, and some by... um, um, the Trauma Center, T-R-E, not E-R. Okay. Um, anyway, it's peer-reviewed, and I'm mm-hmm. all about science. I don't like <laughs> yes. the hokey-pokey stuff. I <laughs> like the combination, <laughs> right? Um, you can tell I'm aging myself. <laughs> but in any event, um, what I loved about it is it talks about um, therapy, mm-hmm. and it talks about meditation and physical activity and specifically identifies yoga. Interesting. Which, and I, I'm, I didn't mention, but I'm getting certified as a, a yoga teacher, but I'm also being certified as a yoga for cancer recovery, and with that is trauma. So okay. even though I'm, I'm focused on cancer, it's trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I like that big picture. Like one on one, I could tell you yoga's great, breathing's great, and we can do that, mm-hmm. but. 
one-on-one -on -one isn't mm -hmm. going to change the world. Mm -hmm. What I'm seeing is bigger picture principle people um, that have the respect and big, big picture respect and credibility mm -hmm. are saying mindfulness, meditation, yoga, um, you know, breathing techniques. Like it, it's so amazing yeah. and beautiful that it's all coming together. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. So, what can we? You know, so we're busy, right? We're social workers, we're busy, we don't have time for a lot of stuff. Are there things that we can do that don't take a lot of time that have big impact? Absolutely. Okay. Let's, let, let's look at us and what we do, because mm -hmm. we are busy. We have patients, we have their emotions that we, we carry. We don't have to bring them home, mm -hmm. but they're there. So a couple things that I do personally is either before a patient, because I like to prepare before, I sit in my car for a moment. I put my hands on my, my lap with my palms down, which is a grounding technique. So I get grounded. And I will, um, if I'm, you know, often I'm running late, um, I will just know that I only have the moment, the time to do two breaths. So I get grounded. I'm in, I close my eyes and I breathe in and out through my nose. When you're breathing in and out through your nose, it's gonna trigger your parasympathetic system, which is relaxation, connection mm -hmm. with your body. Not gonna make you tired because your brain knows what you need. So if you're doing that for focus and clarity, your brain's gonna get that. And I literally, I do what's called, everyone says, oh, it's Jackie's 749. So I breathe in for a count of seven. I hold for a count of four. And I exhale for a count of nine. And what that does is, and even right now, my brain knows my 749. Did you notice how my voice slowed down? Mm -hmm. My brain knows. It's, it's already, it's like the Pavlov's dog. It already knows, oh, this is when she gets quiet. She gets mm -hmm. connected. And so automatically, I put my palms down. My body's responding. Oh, interesting. I'm training myself. Right. I just realized this part a couple days ago, mm -hmm. by the way. <laughs> I was teaching in a class, and, and this came up. So... Um, Anyway, taking that, it doesn't have to be. People avoid meditation because they think they can't go om for 20 <laughs> minutes. That is, it, that is and can be meditation, mm -hmm. but meditation can be literally sitting for just a few minutes okay, breathing. Can we do this? I'd love like to. Okay. So let me, um, I'm going to expand on that just for a moment for people because obviously they're listening. Right. <laughs> um, so... I talked about only in and out the, through the nose because that's really what's engaging. It's a smaller um, area where the air is going in, so when you're mouth breathing, it's completely different than nostril breathing. That said, if you're you know stuffed up or have to mouth breathe for whatever reason, mm -hmm. then you do what you need to do. So sure. it's not like all or nothing and that's it. Okay. Um, the next is um, this breathing technique. It's, it's diaphragmatic breathing. What it's, does that mean? It's when you're breathing, belly breathing. Mm -hmm. So as you're inhaling in and out through your nose, if you notice your shoulders are raised, you're breathing in your chest. That's thoracic breathing. That's what we need when we're going to go run a race or, you know, mm -hmm. we, have, we need a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. that's, and that's good. Again, no judgment. But to connect with your body and to relax, you want diaphragmatic. 
So, and I, I love, I use this example for women specifically. You know, we always want to have our tummies in. <laughs> this is the time when you're breathing in, think of your tummy as a balloon and you're blowing up a balloon. You want it to expand as you're inhaling. Mm -hmm. Shoulders down, belly's expanding, right? And then you, as you release the air, it's going to contract. That's diaphragmatic breathing. And again, my brain's doing that, mm -hmm. slowing down. And um, I do the 749 because this breathing, it helps with stress, anxiety, depression. It also helps with sleep disorders, sleeplessness, having a hard time falling asleep, waking up, having a hard time going back to sleep. It helps with clarity. And as I was saying, the beauty about this is your brain knows what to do with the oxygen. So if you're getting ready to run off somewhere, it's not gonna put you to sleep because your brain knows what you need to do. And the brain is so amazing. So um, we're gonna do two breaths just to get this um, going. And the last thing I'm gonna say on that before we breathe is when you're having sleeplessness, when you're counting in your brain, one, two, you know, mm -hmm. you're doing that, it's that, that counting sheep idea. You're, so all the noise, the distractions in your brain, the chatter, you're focusing on numbers, you're counting. Mm -hmm. So it's also a distraction ploy for your mm -hmm. brain. Love hmm. this stuff. Okay, okay so, so now we're gonna do it. So palms down um, for grounding. If you're needing to just be open and receive whatever is out there, palms up. I like to ground. And we're gonna sit up, make sure our shoulders are down. And then we're gonna breathe. And I'm gonna start us. So we're breathing in. Holding. And out. And in. Holding. And out. can feel the little vibration going on in right. the brain. And you always want to exhale out more than you're inhaling. And this is the releasing the carbon monoxide. It's a chemical reaction in your in your brain. So you're gonna release some really good endorphins, the feel good ones and, and the neurotransmitters. I can keep mm -hmm. going on because I love this stuff. <laughs> but somebody who has a lesser lung capacity, a lot of my patients have COPD and other I have asthma. Okay. <laughs> right. So, sorry about that. So, I guess I could have told you, you, then you adjust. Okay. So, you might do a five, hold for two or three, and then a seven out. Just whatever mm -hmm. in, okay. a little bit more out. Okay. Okay. So, that's yeah. great. What do you think? I like it. So, I felt in, like after two breaths, just instantly more relaxed and mm -hmm. more focused. And yeah. so, I feel like it'd be really helpful maybe after a stressful patient or a stressful visit or even when because when I'm driving home a lot of times you know thoughts are really in my mind from the day and what do I have to do like okay I gotta go do this and get the groceries and make the dinner and make sure that the baby's fed and right. and then like oh I can't forget to do this tomorrow and uh, my boss you know, I yes. love my boss. <laughs> but, but there's a lot there's a lot right. of chatter going yeah, on. Exactly. And all those things are legitimate. Yeah. You do need to A, B, uh -huh. C, and D. But if you can stop 
and get connected even before you drive out or mm -hmm. you know you can breathe with your eyes open doing the diaphragmatic while you're driving mm -hmm. you can do that and I'll you know I've done that too ideally if you can pull over for a minute or like I said before you get going mm -hmm. but it just helps you reconnect and get focused because what you're doing tomorrow uh, using that example mm -hmm. is tomorrow you don't need to it, I, I ask myself this and even through the things that we talked about that you know I've had to kind of deal with along my journey is there something I can do about this issue like I, I have a lot of people that quote-unquote I had a bad mammo can you talk to me okay so they're worried that they have breast cancer, right? That's, that's the big fear. So, okay, you had a, a, ma a mammogram. My first comment is, great, you have a doctor who's really on top of things because I want to reassure them. And I genuinely mean it, but mm -hmm. I also specifically say it to reassure them. Mm -hmm. um, what are you doing next? Oh, and they tell me they've, already, they've got the appointment or they need to set the appointment. So in that case, is there anything more that you can do? I've already set the appointment, the answer is no. Or, I need to set the appointment. Okay, so then once you do what you need to do, your brain is going to relax and go, there's nothing more to do. Anything beyond that is just worry because until you have the scan results. But I'll go through, is there anything more you can do on that? So it's either A, I have breast cancer, or B, I don't. And if you want to go C, it's something else like a cyst or, you know, whatever. So if we can break it down to, can I do something more? And if there is, do it. Mm -hmm. And if there isn't, sit in that and just accept that until you get the next information mm -hmm. you know so I would imagine that'd be very freeing in a way for people to say okay there's nothing I can do until next week right when when I get the results or so right. you're right just labeling that everything that you're thinking about right now is just anxiety exactly and, and, and then let's do. address that mm -hmm. because for a lot of people, that is how they go through life. That's a lot of burden. Right. <laughs> Constantly being finding the next thing to be anxious and stressed and worried about. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the, with, um, I'm not sure how much longer we have, but one last thought on, on that with regard to that realm is I had a young lady who had a, again, bad mammo. That's a, a word I hear a lot um, or phrase. And, um, she couldn't let go. Oh, I have this appointment set up. Great. And blah, you know, but she was just like anxious, anxious, anxious. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, dear, here's what we're going to do. We were on the phone. I said, I'm the doctor calling you. You have breast cancer. Now what? What are you going to do with that information? And we actually walked through her getting the news that it, that she had it. Now, just so you know, it ended up not being breast cancer. Okay. Great news. Mm -hmm. But she needed to process through. Well, then I, and what, what comes next? Well, mm -hmm. usually there's this, um, an MRI. And so we talk through, how are you going to handle that? Who's going to go with you? And we walked all the way through. For some people, they don't need to do that. But for her, I knew she wasn't going to let go. And I wanted to put it in a box as much, wherever it was mm -hmm. for her. And, um, and it was helpful. And, right. you know. And ultimately, it sounds like she's like, okay, well, I have the resources, I have the support network, I, mm -hmm. I will be okay no matter what happens. Ex thank you. Mm -hmm. That that was it. That's right. that exactly where you want to go. Yeah. Because that's the next thing is I don't know what to do. I'm not going to be able to handle this. Mm -hmm. So what is that? The fear of I can't handle this. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. That's true. Yes, you can. So. Yeah, which I feel is helpful for a lot of. For us personally, mm -hmm. but also for the patients and clients that we work with, mm -hmm. because 
gosh, I feel like, I don't know the statistics on how many Americans have anxiety, but I know it's extremely high, if not most people, but it is just all of that worry, you know, even me, using the example of me driving home, worried, when I get home, and if I'm still in that anxious, worried space, I'm not being present for my family. Exactly. And that's yeah. the whole point of why I do all these things, <laughs> is for my family. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll share a little secret. I have anxiety. Not all the time. But here's what's different about how I handle it now versus how I used to handle it. Before I would just isolate and I would just like, I couldn't get out of bed, I would be so, I I didn't even understand it. Now, if I'm feeling it, because I feel like the elephant stepping on the chest, and so it's not even because a thing is happening. Sometimes I just, it just hits and I'm like, whoa. What I do now is go, breathe, don't make any decisions, it will pass. It will pass. And Mm -hmm. I know it's going to pass. And that's the fear, like people who have the fear of of having an anxiety attack. It's the fear of the fear. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not going to pass. It's not going to pass. Now I just breathe and wait for it to pass. And I still keep doing what I'm going to do. I see the next patient that I'm seeing or the next client or I make the dinner for my kids. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm feeling it because I know it's temporary and it's going to pass. That's that's my gold. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Jackie. Where can people find you to learn more about what you do and keep in contact? Absolutely. Thanks for asking. So I have a couple. Let me spell my name. It's J-A-C-Q-U-E. And my last name is R-U. D is in dinner. D is in dinner. Y. Remember, Jackie Ruddy is your buddy. I am on Facebook. I have my website. My um, all of my social media is the same. It's always my name. And if you want to learn more about me, if you just Google Jackie Ruddy or Jacqueline Ruddy, there are a lot of articles and stories that have been written about me mm-hmm. over the last eleven year or last eight years since um, my first bout with breast cancer. So um, that way, people can see if I really if I can get them. Because <laughs> I do. I get it. I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. And it was a pleasure sitting down talking with you today. This is my first podcast. Oh, yay. (laughs) (laughs) We popped your podcast cherry. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Social Workers Rise. If you loved it, write a review and give us five stars wherever you listen to your podcast. This just helps other people just like you find us and join our community. Also, I would love to connect with you on Instagram. You can find me at Social Workers Rise. I can't wait to see you next week. Bye.